0: Hey, this is Cody Sturge, the pastor at Chilham Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there will be messages and truths from God's Word that will be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Mark, chapter number one, I'm preaching as the Lord leads through the book of Mark. And what a wonderful account. Of course, it's God's Word. Exciting account. Uh, Mark is the briefest of all the gospel records. And the book of action, Uh, one word that's repeated over and over and over again in the book of Mark is the word straightway. You thought I was going to say and, and is used a lot, but the word straightway and constantly moving on to the next thing, and uh, it's exciting to read here how God has inspired Mark to record this gospel message, and we're going to see it and apply it to our lives as God leads and look with me beginning in verse number fourteen this morning as we read God's word together and study and preach God's word beginning in Luke chapter one. I'm sorry, Mark, did I say Luke? Mark, sorry, I'll give you a second. I may be able to preach this morning. I may not. I don't know. What's up? Mark chapter number one, and uh, I've got the right spot in my Bible, but the wrong spot on my notes. So, Mark chapter number one, and I am prepared. Begin verse number fourteen. Mark one fourteen. The Bible says, "Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee." preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye, and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who was, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And they went into Capernaum. Straightway on the Sabbath day he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee, who thou art, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him, and they were all amazed insomuch that they questioned among themselves, saying, What thing is this? What new doctrine is this? For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. And immediately his fame spread abroad throughout all the region round about Galilee. There's a recurring theme I want you to see today, and it brings us to the title of our message. Look at Mark chapter 1, verse 1. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You see that? The gospel. Look with me again in verse number 14. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching what? The gospel of the kingdom of God. Verse number 15, saying, The time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel the gospel. That's the theme of our message today, and it's wonderful for me to think about Jesus preaching the gospel. Verse number 14 is our springboard, and the emphasis that I'd like to see us make from God's Word this morning. Jesus came into Galilee, verse 14, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Uh, Well, I'm real simple, so I have to ask myself, what is the gospel of the kingdom of God? And I'll tell you, it's exciting to see what Jesus was preaching. You see, the gospel message that we preach is not to be confused. The gospel message we preach is the truth that God sent His own dear Son, Jesus Christ, to pay the price for our sins on the cross of Calvary. He was buried in a borrowed tomb. He was, three days later, He rose from the dead to pay the price for our sins. He ascended into heaven. Jesus is our Savior. The good news that we have, the gospel, of the Lord Jesus Christ, is that Jesus paid the price for our sins and we do not have to suffer the penalty of our sin in hell forever and we do not have to live in this life without victory, without peace, without satisfaction as we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the gospel. Jesus died on the cross, was buried, rose again, Paid the price that we can have everlasting life. It's wonderful. Now, when Jesus is preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God, what's he preaching? He's preaching the good news that there is a coming kingdom and it is a kingdom of God. I mean, it's real plain, real simple. What's that mean? Here's what Jesus was preaching. As Jesus came preaching in Galilee, the Jewish people were under great duress. The Jewish people were in big trouble. Uh, God had given his people over to foreign entities, and Rome ruled, and it was a terrible time to be a child of God. And when a Jewish king was planning to come on the scene, they thought, oh, wow, this is wonderful. If we get a new king, and even they believed it might be Jesus, then a new king is going to make everything better and make everything right and restore Jerusalem to its glory. Well, it's true that Jesus is the King of the Jews. And it is true that Jesus is able to restore Jerusalem and Israel to its glory, and He will one day. The message that Jesus preached to these hurting people was that through Him, Through him, there would be a kingdom ruled by God. He preached a message that said it's coming soon. He preached a message that required them to repent of their sins. And the result of them putting their trust in the message, the gospel, the kingdom of God, would be the promise that God would make all things right. You see, we're still preaching the message of the kingdom of God. Every person that heard Jesus preach the message of the kingdom of God, today, they either received it back then or didn't receive it. And today, they and for thousands of years now, they have been experiencing the kingdom of God. They've been experiencing what God has promised. What's the kingdom of God have to offer? Jesus preached a message that said, if you'll put your trust in me... The kingdom of God will offer you some things. It will offer you hope. It will offer you peace. It will offer you safety. It will offer you prosperity, happiness, no sorrow, no tears. Every crooked way would be made straight. The gospel of the kingdom of God offered an alternative to the emptiness that the world had to offer. And Jesus preached this message. You know where to be preaching today? The gospel, the kingdom of God. What's our message? We're to be preaching the gospel, the kingdom of God. We're to be telling people that we know that the things of this world lead to emptiness. And we know that this life is full of trouble and heartache. But if we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we have the promise of the kingdom of God. For this life, we have the promise of the kingdom of God in our hearts. The child of God has an opportunity to live in victory in the most difficult circumstances as a member of the kingdom of God. And we have the promise that when we are separated from this body and we meet our end in death, we have the promise that we're going to be immediately in the presence of God, a part of His glorious kingdom. Never to be separated from Him again. See, the message we have is wonderful. The message of the gospel of the kingdom of God is a message that says there is hope. There is hope for the darkest of lives, for the most wretched of sinners. There is hope for us. There is something better than life. And it's found in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus was preaching the gospel. And we, as God's people, are to be preaching the gospel also. We're to be telling people that there is hope beyond this life, that there is something and a way to enjoy this life to its fullness. There's an opportunity to have everlasting life one way and one way only through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the gospel. It's the good news Of God's kingdom. You see, if a loving God is in charge of your heart, you'll be part of His kingdom and you'll enjoy the joys that come with it. If a loving God is part of your eternity through faith in Christ, you'll have the promise and the joys of everlasting life with Him in heaven. You see, we're to be preaching the gospel. What's the preaching of the gospel of the kingdom do? What does preaching the gospel do? Well, number one, preaching the gospel puts life in perspective. Preaching the gospel puts life in perspective. Boy, we put a lot of stake in this old life, don't we? We let a lot of things get us upset. We let a lot of things bother us. We let a lot of things hurt us. We let a lot of things uh, consume us in this life. Preaching the gospel, the kingdom of God, puts life in perspective. Look with me in verse number 14. Now, after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel. Where was John? Why do you think this is, why do you think the Lord put it like this? And I've been fascinated by this verse of scripture. I mentioned it on Wednesday night, but I want to elaborate on it now. John was in prison, and Jesus was preaching the gospel. There's a direct contrast here that we need to make. John was in prison. John was suffering for the cause of Christ in prison. John was in Herod's prison. It was a deep, dark dungeon. The worst you can imagine, that's where John the Baptist was. And it wouldn't be long after John was put in prison that he'd be beheaded and enter eternity with the Lord. How can that be good, preacher? I'm going to show you something. John was was in prison for preaching, for serving God. He was in a dark dungeon. Herod, the ruler of that land, he was in the palace, living it up. Getting what he wanted, when he wanted, how he wanted it. As far as the world was concerned, Herod had it made. Folks, I want you to know something. It didn't last very long. John the Baptist lost his life in prison but spent eternity, has has spent the last couple thousand years in the presence of God, enjoying the gospel, the good news of the kingdom of heaven. And Herod, he suffered great loss. I'll just tell you something. If Herod had the choice today, at this very moment, he was a man created in the image of God. He is the eternal being. At this very moment, Herod is suffering loss. Suffering punishment, failing to put his faith and trust in God. But John the Baptist, who spent his time in the prison for preaching the gospel, faithfully serving the Lord, he exchanged a few days of a short life for the glories of the gospel of the kingdom of God. And Herod exchanged a few days in the glories of life Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have At the Chilhowee Baptist Church To share content with you If you'd like to hear more of the same More messages from God's Word Other series from different books of the Bible You can find us at com, Or you can get our app On the app store Chilhowee Baptist Church And we're so thankful that you've listened today God bless you